Welcome to the Service MVP podcast. My name is Joe Crisera, America's Service Sales Coach. And today we have on with us a very special guest. We have Brendan Hewson, who is with Redwood Services. Brendan, say hello. How are you doing today? Hey, everybody. I appreciate you. Uh, I appreciate you having me on today, Joe. Well, Brendan works for Redwood Services, and he is going to help us identify the three, th three things that contractors can do to make them more valuable. So, you know, there's a certain sense of value that every business creates to its community and uh, to also attract investors uh, or even attract yourself who invest in your company, right? So uh, there's a lot of uh, great stuff right now with uh, private equity and Brendan at Redwood Services is right in the heart of it. They have a unique approach and uh, he's going to help us go over the things that uh, the private equity firms look for when they invest and things you would look for when you reinvest in your company. I think that's going to be, it works for everybody. Brendan, uh, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and Redwood Services and tell us how you got started with this. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I've been in the trades uh, pretty much my entire life. Uh, my father uh, has been a plumber since he was 22 years old, and he opened his own plumbing company about 23 years ago. Uh, so since I can remember, I was in the back of a plumbing truck assembling fittings when I was like five years old, uh, and he taught me the trade. And I worked with him growing up uh, you know, for about uh, till I was about 16, and I, I found out that I had a love for cars over plumbing. Uh, so I sort of left the trade, but I always circled back. Um, it was like my calling to be uh, in the trades or around the trades in some sort. Uh, and over the last 10 years, I've consulted and educated contractors, you know, either on best practice to scale revenue, uh, to grow their business, either in the marketing space or best practices. Uh, and now with exit strategy or, or potentially taking on a partnership uh, here at Redwood Services. A, a little bit, right. uh, uh, yeah, a little, a little bit about uh, Redwood Services. Uh, we, we were founded in 2020. Uh, we're based in Memphis. And we're building, you know, a family of people focused essential home service companies that are nationwide. Uh, we, we love to invest in the HVAC, plumbing, and electrical trades, uh, primarily in the residential space. And uh, we have currently 10 partners across the U.S., it, it, all, it struck me when I first met you at uh, True Grit last year uh, here in, uh, you know, we had our, our, our event and you came to the event and you actually helped sponsor it, uh, was the uh, select, uh, you were selective. It wasn't just, just hey, we're just throwing, throwing money at people and hoping to buy, you know, <laughs> compile more, a big bundle of uh, contractors. You definitely are uh, taking this space in a way that I think a lot of people would want it to be where you're, uh, you, know, you have to be selective when you're, uh, taking on companies, but the company has to be selective when they're taking on a partner like you too, right? So uh, that's why I'm really glad we're here today to help contractors look at it to say, you know, uh, we should build this business, whether you want to make it valuable, maybe if you hand it over to your son, maybe make it more valuable to keep it yourself, or make it more valuable to take on a partner to help you grow the business, to, to use uh, the, the phrases, to use other people's money uh, to help uh, the capital that they provide to help uh, do some of the things that you would normally be unable to do and also get the uh, experience and stuff. Uh, is that an important factor, Brendan, Brendan that you also help provide some of those, I hear you said you provide some of those best practices and things, kind of seeing where the owner may have a blind spot. Is that a factor uh, that you run into when you're doing this? 
Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, we work with plenty of different companies that have gotten to a point um, where, you know, they're extremely profitable. They have a solid brand. They have a phenomenal culture, but they just need help taking it to that extra step. Um, and that's where we can come in and help with the training, you know, best practices, the capital to grow, invest more into their people. Uh, for example, we just created a, a university uh, for a right way, our partner out of Tucson, to basically train and groom their techs from the ground up. Uh, and that's been extremely successful. So you, you're 100% you're correct. Well, that's great. Let's go over the three things that you think that businesses uh, you traditionally see as you're looking through these businesses. The three things that you think uh, you would give advice to, uh, I call them small bigs. You make this small change and it can help create a big result. And sometimes it's really obvious. Sometimes it's not so obvious. Why don't you tell us what uh, the first thing is that you think a business could do to increase uh, the value of their company so that it would be more attractive to uh, invest in? Absolutely. I think one of the first things I look for um, is a strong brand. You know, what does your reputation look like? What is the reputation of your business throughout the industry and, and to your customers in the marketplace? Uh, along with your market share, you know, how much of the market do you actually own? Do you own your backyard? Is your, you know, is your brand everywhere we look uh, in that market? Uh, along with the fact, you know, that you're diversified when it comes to your marketing, uh, digitally and, and traditionally, and have a lot of customer loyalty uh, overall. I think, you know, lastly, what really makes a, a strong brand is employees who are proud to work for your company. Um, that, that's the culture part of it. And we've noticed, you know, when you, when you have happy employees, employees that are basically a champion of your brand, uh, those companies tend to be about 20 plus percent more profitable because their employees are, are invested in what you're doing. Uh, so those, I would say that was the first portion of what we're looking for. There is a strong brand, but there's a lot of other things that follow under that. Uh, yeah, sort of, sort of brand, but also to make sure that there's a human initiative that everybody, uh, the belief in the brand. In a way, you can see that the employees are believing in the brand when uh, they are strongly helping to uh, push the initiative and the culture forward. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I think when we purchase any business, I think the employees are probably the number one asset that we're we're, we're purchasing, right? When we get <laughs> the human uh, power to get people to the next level, what do you think of that, Brendan? Brendan? Uh, uh, absolutely agree. Yeah, without the employees, you know, being invested into the company and its success, along with you know an experienced management team in place, um, the company can't really survive. Now, granted, uh, the owners that created that culture and you know cultivated that are in an important key part of this as well uh, in that brand. And that's mm -hmm. something that we're also looking for is, you know, an owner that still has fuel left in the tank that still wants to run, still wants to grow, but at the same time uh, has a succession plan in place to hand the keys over to whomever they please to do so uh, mm -hmm. in the future. Yeah, I mean, it could be a lot of different, a lot of different combinations. Not, not as simple. It's kind of like a Rubik's cube. It's got like a, you know, somebody could say I'm going to give it to my son, but I also would like to have him have some guidance from somebody else who's got a lot more experience. So my family's going to take over the business, and I'm going to retire. But I do want them to be in better hands and have have them use your capital 
uh, as opposed to coming to the dad all the time for, for my retirement fund uh, <laughs> to get that part of it, right? So, I mean, there could be a lot of different, uh, a, lot of way, a lot of ways to slice this to where the family could keep it. And and because you guys, I, I noticed you're not just a takeover business where you're saying, okay, we're taking over the business and we're going to turn it into the Redwood way. It's like, no, uh, tell us a little bit more about that, about how Redwood does that. Because I, I was really impressive. I thought that you're truly somebody who allows people to use the capital but also allows them to use the energy to grow this thing, not uh, Redwood uh, doing all the work and all the heavy lifting. They're still truly a partner on this. Is that correct, uh, Brendan? Yeah, yeah, you, you nailed it. You know, we're, we're not in the business to buy companies or acquire assets. Uh, we're here to truly invest into a, a great partnership because quite frankly, uh, these people have phenomenal teams and great brands and great cultures, and we want them to keep doing what they're doing. And that's the reason we're interested in doing a partnership with their business in the first place is because how successful they've been and continue to be. And we just want to add fuel to that fire. Um, and there's so many different ways, like you were just mentioning, uh, a deal structure could be done or whom you can hand it down to. Uh, but overall, you know, when we partner with a company, we're not putting our management in place. We're not changing their brand. Uh, we're not putting our mission statement on their wall. They're still the company that they've created and the legacy that they're protecting uh, is going to continue on. And they still run the daily operations. They're just leaning on us for the extra support. So when you're looking at this and you're trying to make the business more valuable, I suppose that uh, it manifests itself. Uh, part of it, you know, the employee part of it is like, what's the employee retention rate like? Are we do we have people there who have been there for a long time and who are st sticking around or do we cycle through employees all the time? I get that you probably see the churn rate on employees and then probably the call count uh, for the brand is, is the, are we getting, it manifests itself to see that the calls are increasing year over year. It doesn't have to be massive increases, but that we're having traction. Is that, uh, am I on the right track there, Brendan? I'm just taking, I guess I have to take the, the test from you and see if that's uh, you know, just, <laughs> just my own little quiz. I'm quizzing myself as to how we, I'm imagining how that manifests itself. Am I on the right track there? You are on the right track. Uh, you are. You know, one thing that we're, we're extremely proud of, and, and we live by this too, is we haven't lost any key managers out of any of the partnerships that we've done uh, over the last couple of years. Um, and that, that says something about retaining the culture and allowing them to run and grow and just fueling that fire uh, under, you know, for their management teams, their employees overall. And with that, with the provided training and, and best practices, uh, refining strategies for them to grow is going to allow that call count to increase and revenue to increase and, and everything else. It's a snowball effect, basically. And that should be and that's that should even get employees excited, right? That this company is on the rise. We're not uh, they didn't sell it and they're trying to reduce and uh, get out of it. They're uh, doing this and they're staying in it and they're uh, seeking to grow. And when the company grows, every employee becomes more of a potential leader and uh, and should get get more turned on. I think when it, when this kind of thing happens, is that the goal of uh, your company? That when you do it, uh, what are you trying to? What do you want the culture to feel like? After they uh, have, after they've got this received this investment from you, what do you what do you want the culture to feel like there, Brendan? You know, we, we have a motto is is putting people before profits, um, and our CEO John Conway has said it perfectly. Being a people centered business is an action. It's not a statement. It's not something that you just talk about. It's something that you live by and do. And when the employees feel that and they see that, 
uh, they're even more invested into the company and helping it grow because they see a runway of opportunity for themselves to grow uh, into other positions uh, financially. You know, their benefits are going to be better. Uh, so there's there's a lot of upside uh, for the employees, you know, to move further within this business and not just be stuck. Well, definitely, I was uh, very proud to have John Conway as a, a client of ours. Definitely, he was, uh, I, re I remember him very well and how serious he took the training of the team and definitely uh, the team definitely honored the brand uh, when we had them in our training and definitely I, I see that for sure what is the number two thing we could do it man it's just like i could go on forever about this and uh <laughs> you know, probably could talk all day because because we're because we're both in the same business trying to help get help people reach their dreams really in a way does that make sense there brendan uh, yes it does um and, and to answer your question you know the second thing that we'll be looking at here is is profitability, of course. I would say that is, of course, going to be one of the most important things, besides a strong brand and your employees, uh, is your cash flow. You know, what what does your net profitability look like over the last twelve months? And do you have steady revenue growth year over year? Um, you know, when when investors look into a business, they want to see a business growing year over year, have steady growth, have good cash flow. Um, and usually have, a, 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 I would say, a net of, of around 10 to 20% uh, of gross revenue uh, is key. Mm. So, you know, that that would be the the second pillar of what we're looking for. That's interesting, because, you know, uh, there was a time, uh, Brendan, when uh, somebody was purchased or was invested to, in, into by a private equity group where they would uh, look at it like, okay, now that we got this thing, this in money, let's cut back on the training because now we're we're funded and we don't have to train or whatever. Yeah, they kind of cut back because they're trying to reduce that expense to make the profit look yeah. better after they do it. But now it's come full circle though that I see a, a lot of private equity firms are saying, hey, no, no, uh, the training is, re we it's required to use that money we're going to give you this money. We want to see you use that money for training or in developing your people. Because we mentioned in number one about how the people are important. The training is yeah. a uh, way to show that uh, the company invests in the uh, in the people, right? Could you tell us a little more about that and how you'd like to see uh, companies, uh, you know, to grow that profit and to make sure it is profitable and that people grow in the company about the investment and the, the destination for the investment. So people don't think it's stick it in their pocket uh, that they want to use that money to grow, right? Tell us a little more about that. Yeah, of course. Um, you know, when it comes down to training, especially with Redwood Partners, uh, they are a part of Nexstar. They do have John Conway at their fingertips, along with Scott Brinkley and a, and a full partner support team standing behind them. But they're, they're also, they have the free will to choose other groups as well, because we believe in the fact that you're, you're not going to learn everything just from one group. Being diversified with training, learning from different best practice groups or coaches, that all trickles down to all the other partners within the Redwood Services family. And if they can all benefit from it, phenomenal. They're all gonna learn. Um, so we, we do have a big emphasis on training and, and teaching and overall, you know, grooming people from the ground up um, tend to be some of the best employees that you could ever bring on. So best practice groups are essential in our eyes for potential partners to to be invested into and always be learning because if you're not learning you're going to be stagnant there's no doubt about that well you know that is uh really interesting because you know a lot of private equity a lot of investment companies are investing and it's like investment and takeover you know 
this sounds to me like you're establishing sort of a, a dream really, which is a peer group of like-minded professionals with people who are powerful to give you the advice you need. Sort of like, you know, if you took on like Mark Cuban, uh, you see on Shark Tank, you don't you really you don't get the money he gives you is not the most valuable thing. It's the experience and the connections that he gives you. Would you say it's uh, very similar to that there, Brendan, where it seems like that's a unique approach compared to uh, more of a predatory takeover. This is more of a, a thing where you're just giving people the fuel. Is that uh, am I on the right track there? You are. Um, and you mentioned uh, a second ago, like peer groups, for example, uh, all of our partners uh, and their basically key managers have peer group meetings with every other partner company and, and management team every month to learn from each other. So the call center managers meet with the call center managers, the GMs meet with the GMs, the marketing directors meet with the marketing directors and so on. And that way they could share best practices uh, amongst themselves, uh, you know, outside from what they're learning from an exterior training source. So it's been extremely beneficial having these awesome companies just share their own best practices and seeing them all in a room um, sharing those best practices and going, what are you doing to sell 50 tankless units a month? I can't even get 10 out the door, you know? <laughs> so they're, they're, they're learning from each other and it's just a phenomenal thing to see. That's the thing that really, uh, you know, gets me excited when I see that, because when I heard it, that's why I brought you on. It wasn't but just uh, bringing, bringing anybody on, you know, it's the, the pure motive, I think. The pure, it's a pure motive, which is really, you're focusing on, you know, your client, your, your, partnering with people but you're focusing on the benefit that everybody gets from this which isn't just because uh, I've seen so many times where people just throw money at people and then say you figure it out uh, this is really the expertise and uh, so much such a tangible piece that's needed which is really a leadership element I think that's going well I've got to get moving here it's number number three Brendan I could, <laughs> we could stop any one of any one of these things we could stay, stay on for 20 minutes on but you know let's go ahead number three Brendan what's number three what's the third element that you think would help make the company more valuable? the profit's important and that uh, network of having people to help you get there uh, is important what's number three or do we already have a number three? I don't know. Go ahead. No, me. no, you're good. I, I don't know. If, I don't think we did. I, I'm actually going to combine two here. Um, it's just basically, you know, when it comes down to number three, we're looking at growth potential, of course, of the company, where the low hanging fruit is, where can we tighten things up as far as training and, and, and procedures um, to drive more organic growth and to become more efficient um, along with, and I sort of alluded to this in the strong brand, again, going back to the employees, um, a strong and experienced management team is huge when it comes to, you know, evaluating a potential partnership, uh, because a lot of those people in those key positions could potentially be the ones in the succession plan that take over the business in the future. So number three, growth potential mixed in with the experienced management team is, is going to be huge. Great. So you have uh, things that they may have, uh, like you can see things like Man, when we when we get when we give these people this information on this new profit center, uh, I I, I feel the same way. You know, us one of the things we do at teaching here is teaching people how to uh, not just do warranties and services, but but make that part of the a profitable mix. And a lot of people don't even charge for it; they give it away. And we're like, hey guys, you gotta learn how to. This is thirty-seven to forty-two percent profitable revenue, eighty percent gross profit. You're giving it right now for free. We need to start incorporating it into the pricing, and that's what excites me because people are like that aha moment that they have like, oh my gosh, uh, the sense yeah. of value just immediately 
uh, washes over people and including both of us, both me and them. I feel I get turned down when I see that we're able to help a company by establishing a profit center. Uh, is that what the kind of feeling, I mean, Brennan, tell me, the, describe the feeling you get when you see a successful uh, partner being onboarded and, uh, and some of those aha moments that they've achieved. Do you go back and ever uh, talk to some of those people and uh, see how they're doing and things like that? Tell me how that goes. Uh, of course, we're, we're, I would say we're a very tight knit group of people between the partner companies and the partner support team uh, in Memphis at, at Redwood. Uh, we, we talk daily. You know, we, we see what's going on. We, we have their questions coming in. We, we're helping them left and right. But uh, when it comes down to it, we're watching people's lives change. And it's just not the owners. It's also their key managers and their employees' lives change uh, for the better. And it's, it's very rewarding to see the outcome of a partnership, even within the first month of, of that partnership happening. Um, it, it really fulfills... I guess you could say what I do for a living. Um, I'm very proud of it. And uh, I couldn't ask for a better team to work with uh, across the partners and, and across Redwood. That is something, you know, and that, although there is a uh, price that, you know, people use to invest and there's, fin there's a financial obligation to do all that. Uh, truthfully, it is priceless uh, to get that gift of what you just mentioned, which is see, seeing the uh, outcome of personal growth on not just the owners, but all the employees and a sense of value that everybody feels uh, stronger, more confident, and uh, they feel cared for. That's kind of what I'm yeah. sensing. Am I on the right uh, track there with the, with the Redwood Services? I got to say, Joe, you've been on track the entire time. <laughs> well, you know, I learned a lot about you. I was like, when I first met you at True Grid, I'm like, man, who, where'd this guy come from? And uh, I had a blind spot, truthfully, and that's why I thought I would illuminate that blind spot you know, for the industry. It, it doesn't mean it's for everybody, but obviously it is for, you know, people who are looking for that uh, better structure. I think I've seen that, you know, John Conway, I trust him implicitly. I know that he is pure motive all the way, uh, you know, from the roots of Nexstar and even taking on, oh, having an open mind about our training and things like that. And uh, just doing a lot of different things that uh, anything we can to grow the company, that really makes me good. And Brendan, do you have any final things, thoughts you want to mention, uh, bring up before we, uh, I always say a good meeting starts on time and a great one ends on time. Well, it's too late because we're a little bit over <laughs> time, but that's okay. Uh, I got plenty. I'm, flex I'm flexible. I have a flexible agenda too. Anything else you want to add to this uh, before we wrap it up? Yeah. Um, you know, if, if you're out there thinking about taking on a partnership or selling your business, or maybe you haven't even thought of that, um, I believe everybody should sit down at some point and think of either those two, either selling or some type of succession plan or a partnership, because you do want to have your legacy live on, right? Uh, you want your employees to still be employed. And if you're going to do that eventually one day, just know what you want and focus on that, not only for yourself, but also for your employees and, and educate yourself on the process so it's more comfortable when you go through it. Um, that, that would be probably my final thoughts on that. <laughs> Brendan, how do people get a hold of you and Redwood Service? They want to have a conversation, you know, just even the exercise of just going through, uh, the kind of questions you would be asked is, uh, is, is a consultative process that, uh, will add value right there alone. Do you feel that's true, Brendan, that just, uh, I, even just talking and seeing some of the, having somebody else see some of the blind spots, tell me about that a little bit. Yeah, it is true. We're, we're more than happy to educate and consult um, anyone on the process, along with 
educating them on maybe when it is the best time to do it. Uh, maybe you should hold out, maybe you shouldn't. Um, so if they were looking to get in contact with me, uh, they could always shoot me an email at Brendan, which is B-R-E-N-D-A-N at redwoodservices.com or shoot me a call or text on my cell, which is 661-210-9368. And uh, I'm usually always available unless I'm sleeping. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, definitely it's a, a rest that's well-earned uh, based on all the travel you do and things like that. Brendan, thank you so much for being a part of the show and thanks for helping contractors see those three keys to creating higher value in their company. I really appreciate you. I appreciate you as well, Joe. Thank you. Thank um. you.